Nature is going to degloomify the sky over western New York for a number of days in a row. I'm meteorologist Don Paul, and on this Groundhog Day, welcome to my podcast on Paul's Bits of Blather on Weather, Climate, and Some Humor. And I want to uh, reassure you I'm not going to spend much time debunking what is nothing more than silly fun, Groundhog Day. It's too easy. It's like debunking Marjorie Taylor Greene or that guy who wears more makeup in one day than I wore in 46 years of television. Just too easy. You know, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania has a wonderful traditional gathering every Groundhog Day morning. And no one, I don't think, maybe Marjorie Taylor, but other than that, no one takes it seriously. What does bug me considerably more than the fun of Groundhog Day is the ridiculousness, is there such a word, of the Farmer's Almanac weather forecasts. There are two different Farmer's Almanacs, and their forecasts that go out a year are scientific gibberish. In fact, they're not scientific. Chaos theory, that's the subject for another podcast episode. We will not be able to forecast whether it's going to rain in Orchard Park, New York on May the 7th on a, what's today's date, February 2nd. It's just not going to happen. The atmosphere is not Lego blocks. Things don't snap into place with such exact exactitude. How's that for a word? But if you did want to suspend disbelief and have some fun with Phil, the little quadruped would be verifying pretty well for next week and a few days after that about his early spring thing and not seeing his shadow. Let's face it, the only shadow he would have seen this morning with solid stratus cloud overcast was would be the shadows from the TV lights. Well, for next week, temperatures are going to be heading into an upward trend. And while he doesn't precip- precipitate forecasts, he talks about temperatures, I think, or he, he chatters about them. Uh, we are heading into a real thaw for several days, but it is a hiatus. It is not an early spring and I'll explain why. First of all, let's do the near-term forecast. If you are a skier, this weekend will be better than next weekend. While there's no fresh powder out there, there have been some some of the resorts which have done a lot of snow making to keep their bases up, and by next weekend, there's going to be some real erosion, not disappearance, but erosion in those bases, because while Saturday's high temperatures with partial sunshine developing for the afternoon, upper 30s, low 40s with more abundant sunshine developing for Sunday, and pretty good signs of more abundant sunshine for at least a large part of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, maybe even Thursday. But again, there's that caveat at this time of the year with the angle of the sun still low in the sky, sometimes the sun has enough trouble punching through that stratus cloud cover with its heat energy. And uh, it's a very tough call. Lives don't depend on it. Uh, But when we get stratus clouds trapped beneath a warmer layer of air aloft under a temperature inversion, they can be more stubborn than the models indicate. Now, if I just were an automaton who followed the models, I'd say mostly sunny virtually every day, starting Saturday afternoon through Thursday. But that's not the way nature works. But count on more sun than we've seen. And it is really needed because it appears that January in Buffalo was the cloudiest month on record. Cloud climatology is less precise than temperature, humidity, precipitation, etc. But as far as we can tell, 
at the airport at least, there was some visible sunshine, not a sunny day, only two days out of the whole darn month. Climatologically, February is typically the second cloudiest month in Buffalo and in western New York. And uh, that is going to have a hiatus in verification for several days next week. How cloudy it gets for the second half of the month is a real question we cannot answer at this point. But by the time we get to Wednesday, temperatures in the mid-40s, low 50s on Thursday, mid and upper 50s on Friday with some scattered rain showers finally showing up sometime during Friday, a very dry period as well. And then it does appear that temperatures will continue to run above average until about Valentine's Day here in Western New York. Now, at that time, the long range guidance that we use ensembles, multiple runs of the models uh, are showing a ridge of high pressure, which is something like an atmospheric mountain range building up over Western North America, again, all the way up to Alaska. What that does is force the Pacific jet stream to go up and over the top of that ridge and then dive down through central Canada and re-enter the lower 48 over the plains, the Midwest, the Great Lakes. And so it is a high confidence forecast to tell you winter will be coming back in some measure by the middle of the month and probably through the second half of the month. It will be quite different than this next week coming up. So don't think that the plug is being pulled on skiing. It should get cold enough again for the snow guns to get going, whether or not we get additional snow from nature. What can't be foreseen this far in advance is what the polar vortex is going to do. Now, it's stretched south for one brutal week in January, giving western New York some enormous amounts of lake effect snow, mostly just south of the city and pretty good amount in the city, too. But then the rest of December and January and going back to November have been easy peasy. What we can't tell about the polar vortex is will it stretch to the south again during the second half of the month? I'm not seeing that much in the way of a sign of that by the 15th and 16th. But once we get beyond that, the polar vortex status can't really be foreseen for more than two weeks in advance. So I've seen on social media, even from a few meteorologists who are predicting it's really going to get much colder the second half of the month and into March, I am in agreement that it's going to get colder. I'm not yet in agreement that it will be getting much colder. But as far as these extended range models, which really do better with temperatures and don't do well with precipitation. There are some very early signs in another model, which is not my favorite, that cooler than normal temperatures or colder than normal will persist into March as well over the eastern United States. Certainly not a lock, but as far as early spring, not seeing it. So savor those days later this upcoming week in the beginning of the next week, because they are really going to feel remarkable after all the gloom we've had. And it still feels chilly, even though the actual temperatures are above average. It's not exactly feeling warm out there. So Phil pulls out a winner <laughs> for later next week, and actually a pretty good week coming up uh, if you like dry weather as well. Thanks for listening this far. Please share, please follow, and I will chat with you real soon.